Thank you very well. We'll jump straight into it. Okay, yeah. Ed from RTE Sport. Did you want to ask you a question, please? Katie, how are you doing? Um, hey, how's it going? Just uh, looking ahead to the fight. Um, this must bring back memories of where it all began, I suppose, back in London. And have you had a time, have you had a chance this week to think about the journey, I suppose, and what you did in London um, and <sighs> where you are now, I suppose, just how it's come full circle almost. Have you time to reflect on that or is that for another day? Um, yeah, I guess I've been asked a lot of questions about that this week, um, about that fight in London and um, it's kind of has forced me, I guess, to look back on it and it was obviously such a, a great moment for me. I can't really remember much from, from the fight to, to be quite honest, um, but I do just remember the the atmosphere from that fight and the Irish fans can proudly say that they broke the decibel levels in, in, that, in the arena that day. It was just a fantastic week for me, uh, personally, of the achieving a childhood dream. I would have had no idea that nine years later we, we, we will be facing each other again in the pro ring. Uh, but here we are. Um, we obviously have great history together as amateurs and um, and we're, we're facing each other again in the pro ring uh, for the first time on Saturday night. So it's very, very exciting. Yeah, thank you. Okay, we go to Gav Casey next, please. Hi, Katie. Hope you're well. Hey, Gavin. How's it going? Um, I think, good, thanks. Good, thanks. I think uh, off the top of my head, it'll be the first time you'd be facing a southpaw as a professional. So it's been a while now. In At the same time, you would have been preparing for Amanda Serrano at a point last year. I know you did some work with Andy Lee, for example, I think sparring in order to prepare for a, a lefty at the time. So I'm just wondering how has that affected or changed your preparation in advance of this fight? Um, my preparation hasn't really changed much from, from fight to fight. Obviously, the sparring partner has changed. That's, that's the only part that actually changes during the training camp. Um, so I've had some uh, standing southpaw sparring over the last few months. and um, So that's never an issue, really. Um, so, yeah, I'm feeling very, very good. I had to fight. I did fight a southpaw, I think, before with the girl Minka uh, as a pro early on uh, in my pro career. But obviously, that was actually a late replacement as well. So I didn't... The, this is the first time where I actually had uh, proper South Bass Baron as a pro. And um, and yeah, I feel uh, in good shape. I'm ready to go. Um, but yeah, nothing much has changed from training camp to training camp, but just, just the spar partners. Perfect. Cheers, Katie. Yeah, thanks, Gavin. Okay, we go to David from Radio France for your question, please. So. If you just pop yourself on mute, David. Okay, David, we'll come back to you shortly. Um, if we move on to Jim Condon next, please, for your question. Hi, Katie. Uh, Jim Condon here from RSTV Radio Sport Ireland. Uh, Katie, three years ago, I spoke to Clarissa Shields uh, on radio about the possibility of a dream fight between yourself and uh, Clarissa. And she told me that Katie will always take care of business. She's the best of the best in the lower divisions and lower weight classes. And I'll take care of the business in all of the top weight classes. But I'd love to see it happen, Clarissa said, but I can see it happening. Is that something that you share the same sentiment? Um, I'd say so, Jim. I think uh, there's too much away discrepancy there. Uh, will be the, the equivalent of Lomachenko getting in against Golovkin, for example. Um, so, uh, I mean, I can't really go above 142 pounds. I think uh, for a lot of people, it would be a fantasy fight, but I don't really 
briefly like it'll be uh, very realistic for that that fight happening um so yeah i mean like, there's there's plenty of fight, fighters in and around the lightweight division who, who i'm actually focusing on and and that's it really uh cheers katie and best luck we're all cheering for you thanks so much jim okay i've got jake donovan from boxing scene please there we go Thank you. Katie, always a pleasure. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, I wanted to ask, this is your third fight since the pandemic. Um, has there been any difference in training from your first fight, given there was so many delays in, uh, as compared to this camp where you've had sufficient time? Uh, yeah, I guess so. I guess there early on in the pandemic it was probably a bit trickier. The gyms were all a bit closed and um, it was harder to get sparring partners, for example, in the early stages of the, of the pandemic. But thankfully, where I'm based in Connecticut, um, it's, it has opened up there quite a bit over the last few months. Um, so it hasn't been that hard really, really to, get, you know, to get back into the gym and, and to get the rounds and was with the different sparring partners. So it has been quite easy over the last few months, I would say. Uh, but earlier on, it was definitely a, a lot trickier. Okay, great. Thank you so much, Katie. Always yeah. a pleasure. Thanks, Jake. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. If we go to Wingy Boxing for your question, please, mate. Hello, Katie. How are you? Hi. How's it going? Not too bad. Not not too bad. How has the perception of women's boxing changed in your eyes since your first pro fight up until now? What 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 have you seen? The major changes that stick in your mind. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess when I was making my debut four or five years ago, uh, people really didn't uh, know much about women's boxing, for example. And um, um, I'd say it was just a bit a bit up in the air in terms of uh, they didn't know whether this was going to be um, if this was was going to be a re- the real deal or not. So uh, just looking over over the past few years, it's just seen the, the barriers being broken and um, and in every single fight card right now there's probably a, a huge female fight and people are actually excited about these female fights now um they're not getting laughed about about anymore they're actually they're actually serious fights that people are actually interested in and uh i, I think we've, we we have made so much ground over the last few years so it has been a great a great time to be, to be involved in sport i've only got one question or dan will tell me off so i better go but i'm going to yeah. ca- catch up with you uh, in the future at some point thanks dan. yeah great thanks so much thank you katie Thanks, Wingy. If we go to Andy Waters next, please. Thanks, Dan. How you doing, Kiri? Yeah, not too bad. How are you? Oh, not too bad. Thanks. Kiri, uh, Natasha has been quoted as saying, you know, she, she's stronger now, she hits harder now um, that she did, you know, nine years, nine years since, you know, on since your your Olympics fight. I mean, how, how have you changed? I mean, how has your style developed since then? Yeah, I think uh, we're both very, very different fighters now than, than we were back then. And that's why I can't really draw much from, from our last uh, fight in, in the Olympics. Um, we're both very, very different fighters now. And um, I say that uh, we both have transformed into good good pro fighters. And, uh, you know, professional boxing is obviously so much different than amateur boxing. And uh, what works in the, in the pro game isn't going to work in the amateur game and vice versa. So we're, we're both very, very different. And... Um, but yeah, um, I'm looking forward to a great fight. I don't even think I answered that question. But... No, no, the, the, that's one hundred percent. Just the yeah, I was going to ask you. Um, so far, twenty twenty one, it hasn't been a great year for Irish boxing. You know, um, with Carl Frampton getting beat and Sean McComb and Paul Hayden, well, there's a couple of people pulling out. Um, Ando Kikachi as well. Um, 
can you get your thoughts on on Frampton um, on the on the legacy that that he just leaves behind? I mean, you're a two-bit world champion yourself. He was going for three; it didn't happen. But still, a, you know, a, a terrific career that he had. Oh yeah, an, an incredible career, a legendary career, really. Um, he's been in a, in there against the best, never ducked any fighter. Um, he was obviously taking a big risk, stepping up and waiting in the first place, and then and trying to be, become a, a three-weight world champion, but. Uh, it just didn't happen for him, but what an amazing career. And he's leaving the sport as an absolute legend. Uh, so, you know, congratulations to him. He's he's had a phenomenal career. Mm-hmm. Mm. Brilliant. Thanks very much, Kitty. Best yeah. of luck. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you. Thanks, Andy. Let's go to Ron Lewis next, please. Uh, Katie, hi there. Um, hi. Everyone says in women's boxing that Katie Taylor is the one that sets the bar for everyone else. Uh, who, who sets the bar for you? And... Um, how do you keep pushing yourself on to higher and higher achievements? Um, I mean, I'd say this this generation of fighters have definitely achieved an awful lot, that's for sure. But uh, I was saying this earlier on, but that uh, we're also standing on the shoulders of, of many great fighters as well. The, the likes of Deirdre Gogarty, who's actually a hero of mine, Jane Couch, uh, Leila Ali, uh, Lucia Riker, who's a phenomenal fighter. Um no, Anne Wolf, uh, and Christy Martin, these kind of girls who have who actually paved the way for us as well. So, um, I guess for me, I just want to continue to tear down the bar- those barriers and continue continue to uh, make it easier for the next generation of fighters. Um, um, but I'm I'm just so so grateful for the fighters that went before me that actually paved the way for me to be in this position as well. Excellent. Cheers, Katie. Good luck, Sally. Thank you. Thanks, Ron. If we try David from Radio France again, please. Yes, uh, hello, Cathy. Hello, everyone. Hello. And, uh, sorry about my mic problem. <laughs> uh, you have already won everything among uh, amateurs and professionals. What else do you have to accomplish uh, besides defending your titles? And uh, have you ever thought about uh, retirement? Um, I don't think I'm thinking about retirement as of yet, but obviously I can't do this forever as well. I know that. I have I only have a few years left in the sport, but right now I feel feel very fresh and I feel quite good. And um, I'm continuing. I, I obviously still love my job as well, and that's that's what what uh, motivates me. I still absolutely love this job. I still I'm still not tired of getting up in the mornings and doing the road doing the road runs, for for example. Um, but I just want to continue to improve. I want to obviously. It would be amazing to become a multiple weight undisputed champion, if that's a possibility. And um, I just want to be involved in the biggest fights possible. And I just want to continue to uh, tear down those barriers. Thank you. Okay, thank you. Thanks, David. If we go to Sasha Jones, please, next. Hi, Katie. How are you? Yeah, hi, Sasha. Um, obviously, you had a couple of close fights against Pursuing. Are you feeling any pressure for a standout performance against Tasha? Uh, no, I don't feel any pressure at all. I think um, uh, I look at those performances as, as great victories. And um, obviously, the first fight was was a lot closer. But um, I think I showed in the first fight that I have a, a lot of heart and a lot of great determination. And I came out um, with, a, with a grueling win. The second fight was obviously a lot more clear-cut and a great performance. So I, I felt really, really good after that fight. And um, I, I don't feel under pressure at all, really. I, I, I guess there's pressure going into every every fight uh, because I know that I, I'm aware that a lot of times I am the favourite going into these fights. But um, but that's a good thing as well. I think pressure is a privilege. And 
I feel uh, privileged to be in a, in a position where I am uh, winning fights where my record as a fighter is a good one and um, and that's why that's why there is pressure because uh, it's a testimony that, that you're actually doing well in the ring so I see it more as a privilege rather than a pressure Thank you luck at the weekend Thank you Sasha, if you go to Danny Flexen from seconds out. Hi, Katie. How you doing? Yeah, hi. Not too bad, Danny. Good, good. Um, I spoke to Tasha a few weeks ago and asked her if she felt your fight should be the main event of the show. And she said any fight involving Katie Taylor, regardless of the opponent, should be the main event, given your undisputed status. I just wanted to get your view on it. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm always open to being, to being the, the headline actor, <laughs> I guess, but... Regardless of whether we're, we're headline or not, I think uh, this fight could be the show seater of the of the of the whole night. I think it has the potential to be to be that kind of a fight. I know when we when we fought twice as an amateur, they were both edge of the sea type of fights, and uh, it could be the same on Saturday night as well. But um, I, I'm just glad to be involved in a big big fight again, regardless of whether it's a headline act or not. I'm just happy to be involved in such a huge fight and. Um, and in in a in a fight that people are really genuinely excited about, so it's a great position to be in. Thanks, Katie. Best of luck. Yeah, thanks, Danny. Thanks, Danny. If you go to Andrew Ryan next, please. Hi, Katie. Uh, Andrew Ryan with the Ripple People. How are you? Yeah, not too bad, Andrew. Good stuff. Um, you, you've spoken about. Uh, you've reflected on how far women's boxing has come over the years since you've turned pro. But looking back on that fight with uh, Natasha at the Olympics and the and the atmosphere within the arena that day. Um, do you think that that had any significance in demonstrating the potentially untapped appetite uh, for women's boxing at the time? Yeah, I think that was the first time that people were really seeing women's boxing on a global stage. And um, I think a lot of people are saying that fight between myself and Tasha was a fight, a tournament actually. And um, yeah, the atmosphere was obviously electric. Uh, I think we showed everything in that fight, the skill, the heart, uh, the, uh, the determination, everything that needed in, in, in a good match and in a good fight. So um, I think, yeah, for the first time in women's uh, in the women's game, people have uh, seen women's boxing as, as absolute best. And uh, since then, women's boxing has gone on to 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 do so much over the years. And obviously the, the pro game now is so, so strong because um, one of the reasons is because uh, for the first time in, in women's professional boxing, uh these girls are coming into the pro game with so much amateur experience as well. They have that amateur background and that's why you're seeing uh, everything in, in the pro game right now with, with regards to women's boxing. Thanks, Katie, and good luck at the weekend. The county's behind you. Thank you so much. Okay, we go to Owen Cowser next, please. Um, hey, Katie. Uh, I don't know what you see uh, last Sunday, but uh, reeling in the years was 2012, so the last five minutes of it, minutes uh-huh. of it was all about you. And um, like, do you ever have time to look back on what you've done, or is it always about looking forwards? Um, I don't. I definitely don't tend to look back too often. Um, I am just maybe I, that there will be a time for that when I actually retire from my from the sport. But right now, I'm just focused on what's what's ahead and focus on um on these these upcoming fights. Um, but yeah, it has been an incredible journey, and um, you know, from the amateur game to the pro game. Um, it has been absolutely incredible, more than I could have imagined, really. So I am so, so grateful for the journey that I'm on. Right. Thanks, Katie. Yeah, thanks, all. Okay, go to Belfast Boxes, please, Conway. Hi, Katie. How's things? Hi, how's it going? 
Yeah, yeah, good, thank you. So firstly, could you happen to see Natasha's contest with Terry Harbour? And secondly, what did you make of her performance? Um, I didn't see the, the full fight, but I, I obviously seen clips of the fight. And um, yeah, fantastic fight. I think it was, it was probably the fight of the year, in, in my opinion. Um, it was fantastic. And uh, um, both girls showed so much will to win in that fight. And the skill involved in the fight was incredible as well. I know that... Um, Tasha had a kind of a rocky start to her pro career and I knew that at the start that she wasn't showing her best but definitely over her, the last couple of fights she has showed why she belongs here and um, it was just a, a great, great fight. I, I don't know who won the fight now. I was obviously uh, called a draw but um, I, I'd love to see the re- that rematch in, in sometime in the future myself. Thanks very much. Yeah. Much you. best of luck for Saturday, Kitty. Yeah, cheers. Thank you. Okay, so if we go to Steve Filton from Boxing UK, please. Hi, Katie. It's Steve from Boxing UK. Hi, how's it going, Steve? Hi, Katie. Katie, just going back to the Clarissa fight, you said it wouldn't happen, but she proclaims herself as the greatest woman boxer of all time. Mm-hmm. Do you take personal issue with that? <laughs> um, I don't take it personal, personally at all, actually. Um I'm not really too hung, hung up on those things. I'm just trying to be the best that I can be, really. And uh, I'd obviously love to, to be considered uh, the best pound-for-pound pound fighter in the world, but that's all a matter of opinion as well. So um, I'm not really too hung up on, on those things. I just want to want to be the best that I can be. And Clarissa is obviously a phenomenal fighter herself, so uh, she's done so much for the game. And, um, and uh, yeah, she's doing a great job. Best look of the weekend, Katie. Yeah, cheers. Thank you. Okay, guys, we've got time for a couple more. We've got Tasha in the waiting room. Um, Josh, apologies if I pronounced your surname wrong. Uh, Katowitz? Katowitz, yeah. Hey, Katie, how are you? Hi, how's it going, Josh? Good, thanks. Uh, I'll kind of follow up on, on that last question. Um, well, there's there's debate about whether you're pound for pound number one or Clarissa is or maybe maybe even Amanda Serrano. Uh, Amanda Serrano. Does that uh, does that motivate you at all? Does it when you're training or doing road work? Do you do you think about hey, I, I want to be number one pound for pound fighter? This is this motivates me. I don't know if you if you think about that, but um, is that something that motivates you being the potential to be number one pound for pound? Um, yeah, I mean, like I said before, I would love obviously love to be considered a pound for pound number one in the world. But I'm just trying to improve uh, my own boxing ability. I, I just want to be the best that I can be. Like I said before, and I want to be involved in the biggest fights possible. And um, and so yeah, I just want to go in. And it's important for me to go in and actually produce great performances each each and every time I step into the ring. And that's that's why I train hard. That's why I get up every morning and and do the road work. I want to show my absolute best every time I step into that ring. Thank you very much. Thank you. Okay, and now for the final question. Just apologies to anyone that hasn't had a chance yet, but um, unfortunately we're on a bit of a tight schedule here with the full card. Um, but if we pass over to Ames from Boxing News TV, please. Ames here from Boxing News TV. Pleasure to speak to you again, Katie. Katie, yeah. I just wanted to get your perspective on... Uh, with the recent fight between Shannon Courtney and Ebony Bridges, there was a conversation about the way fighters should or should not promote a fight and themselves i want to know what your perspective was on that conversation um yeah i mean i i, I understand that there is uh, the fight was being portrayed in a certain way beforehand but i think both girls showed um absolute brilliance on, on fight night it was it ended up being a fantastic fight so that's all i'm concerned about really um they showed the heart needed to show the great determination on actual on the actual fight and um, it ended up being a fantastic demonstration of women's boxing. So, 
um, regardless of what went what went on beforehand, the actual fight itself was absolutely brilliant. So that that's that's all I'm concerned about. Appreciate that, Katie. Thank you. Thank you. Apologies. One more, David Mohan. Sorry, I've just seen your message in the chat. So if you're still there, please feel free to fire away. Yes. Yeah. Katie, uh, saw comments, I think it was yesterday, from Joe Gallagher. Is he trying to maybe get under your skin by saying that you can be hurt in this fight? Or, or how do you take that? Um, I think, uh, I don't think anyone can really get under my skin, to be quite honest. I'm not that type of uh, of person to... Um, to to be offended in any way. I'm just, uh, you know, regardless of what's been said before the fight year, um, it's going to be settled on the action line uh, by the sweet signs of boxing. It's not going to be settled by what's been said beforehand. So I'm just focused on the actual fight itself. Grand stuff. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Okay, Katie, really appreciate it. Regards to your last outing with, uh, with Terry Harper, do you think mentally now that you're prepared to knock out Katie Taylor, do you think you can't leave it to the to the judges' hands? Is that what you're preparing for? I'm, I'm just like, I can only control what I can control and the judges is not one of them. So, you know, the, the boxing I can, my skills I can and everything else is out of my control. So I'm not really, I haven't focused on, on the judges and on, on how they decide to score because that's nothing that I can control. Not giving myself too much stress. And um, going back, you know, nine years ago, the, the Olympics, you fought, you fought Katie before as well. Uh, in the amateur scene, did you ever think that you guys were going to cross paths in the pro scene and, and fighting for all the belts one day as well? Yeah, I, did. I, th- I think we was always on a, a bit of a collision course. Um, and obviously, me losing to Obanoff just delayed that slightly. Um, I think like, one of the best things that could have happened was, was the Teddy Harper because it's given me this opportunity. So, um, yeah, I think... You know, we've come a long way, but we're two different fighters, but yeah, we'll, we'll both present the best version of ourselves to, on Saturday. Brilliant. Best of luck, uh, Tasha, on Saturday night. Have a great day. Cheers. Thank you. Thanks, Davinda. If we go to Riaf next, please. Hi, Tasha. You all right? Hi, yeah. Um, Tasha, I'm sure, I'm sure it's been something you've been asked about plenty of times in the past, but just kind of going back to that 2012 fight, how did that, how did that shape you as a fighter? How, what kind of influence has that beat had on your career, would you say? I think um, at the time, uh, possibly in 2012, I honestly, hand on heart, believe that Katie was the only person that could have beat me. Um, I was on a projection, which was just... You know, I'd come out of the the world championships on a, on a different level and a different high. Um, after getting a bronze medal, and I knew how I finally believed in how good I was. When did it first come into your mind? Then, sort of between that fight and now, when did it first kind of come into your mind that you kind of knew you were going to have to fight her again at some point, or wanted to fight her again? I think I've always wanted to fight her again. Um, I just. You know, our paths have just never crossed since. Um, and it sounds mad, but we've, we've only crossed paths so few times, even though we was in the same way for such a long, long time. And it just so happens that it's now. And you've just got to take your opportunities when they come. As I said mm-hmm. before, um, after the open off, I didn't know if I'd ever get back on the path. <laughs> um, so it was just, you know, like I said, once the half a fight was done and dusted and, and the opportunity came, I've always took the opportunities when they come and I've got it. So I'm not, I'm not complaining too much now. 
I know Joe Gallagher's made a few comments um, about about Katie and about certain <clears throat> vulnerabilities, and obviously. We saw in the kind of two pursuit fights that uh, sort of, well, neither of them really went her entire way. I mean, you could argue she was fortuitous with both results. I mean, what have you what have you seen in her? What 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 do you what weaknesses do you see that perhaps we didn't see prior to those fights? I don't think it's about weaknesses. I just think the the order of of the boxer that she is. You know, we have these same orders, but there's very few that we have them: Lomachenko's, Anthony Joshua's. And, and then someone comes along and, and beats them or, you know, makes them human. <laughs> and I think that's just what it was. It was just, we, we always expect such high standards from her that, that we always must put her on a pedestal kind of thing. And then someone comes along and, and just proves that they are just 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 like any other boxer. They have got flaws, they have got weaknesses, they are human and make mistakes. Um, I don't take too much from the pursuing fights because, you know, I'm not pursuing, I'm a, I don't box like that. So, you know, I think pursuing is a, is a tough fight for anybody. Uh, a work rate is, is very high, yeah, you know, a skill set's n- not as high as others, but, you know, she, she makes it up for it and hard work and determination, so. Thanks. Okay, we go to Wingy Boxing next, please. Hey, Tasha, how are you? You well? I'm good, thank you. Okay, right. I've got to make sure I get this quote right because when you get boxers' quotes wrong, they get peed on. So I just want to, right. I remember what you, you said on commentary on Sky Sports, I believe, uh, the Bridges and Courtney fight, that you was a little bit uh, jealous or, or you want to have that sort of moment that they're having. Um, do you see yourself here now and are you ready to show and prove now you've got that moment that they had? Yeah, I think any time that I step into the ring, I want to perform well. Um, but yeah, I was jealous. It has been such a long time. I'm glad time. you said that. I, was... I didn't get it wrong. <laughs> no, yeah, I was. And, and you know, you sit there and, you you, you know, you, you sit there thinking, when's it going to be my turn? When's it going to be my turn? And all eyes are on women's boxing for whatever reason. And the women are stepping up to the plate and... and and, and showing that the eyes should be there for all the right reasons. And, and, and now Saturday, it will be our turn. And, and I think both of us will, will put on a, a good performance and a, and a good show for the fans that are watching. And a lot of people have said to me, I'm sure you've heard it, that in their opinion, they see this like as a top of the bill sort of fight. How do you feel when you hear that? Does that make you, per- not perform differently, but do you go into the fight with a different set of expectations? Like you want to sort of, really show people what, what you can do when you get there? I just don't take it like that. I just think that it shows for me how far, you know, women's boxing has come from the days of, oh, it's the women, you know, and now <laughs> it's all of a sudden it's, you know, why aren't these headlining a pay-per-view card? That, that shows how, in such a short space of time, how far it's come and how accepting the fans are and how appreciative they are of women's boxing at its highest level. Well, I'll, I'll let you go. I don't think anybody's saying, oh, it's the women, it's the women now. We love it. We love it. Thank you very much. Yeah, thanks. OK, we go to Cynthia from Ring TV, please. Can you hear me? Yep. yep. Okay. Hi, Tasha. Cynthia Conte from Ring TV, Ring Magazine. Good to see you again. Um, you. I remember the last time we spoke, we ke- I kept advocating for this fight, for you to have a rematch with Katie Taylor, and now it has come about. Uh, let's talk about the challenges. Does that fight back in 2012 with her 
does that ever replay back in your mind when you're training for this fight? Um, or do you just put it all away and have Joel Gallagher do it all for you? No, I think the only thing that I, I remember is, you know, the pain of losing, which I don't want to do. So <laughs> the, the actual fight itself, there's, there's not really much that we can take from that fight because it's nine years ago. We are two different people, two different boxers, and and it, even though it's the same sport, it, it's different. You know, we're not point scoring. We've got more than four rounds, and yeah, you, you know, you get being a, a bigger puncher benefits you. You know, in in amateurs, you get knocked down, you just get a point, and that's it. You know, here you win ten eight rounds, so it, there's lots of differences, and I don't think we're even the same people that we are. Then we're, we're going to present the best version of us now. I saw on your Instagram that uh, I remember when we did talk about you were a mother, you had to lose weight and Joe wanted you to come back in the boxing. And now your daughter is working alongside of you. She's, she has your back. Talk about your daughter being in training camp with you for such a mega fight. It's massive. Uh, you know, she, not only does she get to see what mom does, she, she like, she, she, she knows what that a box and she, she's kind of mom's work is the gym. But she never actually knew what went into what what happens in the gym. Now she does. Um, she's motivation for me. You know, she's counting me reps as I'm doing them. She's giving me water in between rounds. I'm chasing her down the track. And for 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 me, just to have her there is 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 inspiration in itself. And for 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 me being a mum, I hope she sees that you know all the hard work that goes into it. And just because you know people say things and put barriers up and and, and whatever that, you know, if you work hard, that anything is possible. I never understood when we talked about being a mother in sport, but now I'm a new mother as of 12 days ago. That's why oh, I couldn't interview you. I, know, yeah. <laughs> I was in labor. <laughs> but, and lastly, what do you find more challenging? Fighting or working behind the mic? Um, I think the training for the, for the fight is... Is, is is the hardest bit I, I, like fights are won and lost in the gym and but I, I love that also that's the part that I love the most because you're pushing yourself every time you walk through the door um, but definitely just sitting back and chilling and, and you know critiquing other people's um, boxing is, is, is easier than you know the stress of, of you going into the ring and, and performing and, and living up to what you expect of yourself Yes. Well, best of luck to you, Tasha, this weekend, and stay safe in the ring, both you and Katie. Cheers. Thank you. Thank you. Cheers. Thanks, Cynthia. If we go to Jim Conlon next, please. Uh, hi, uh, Jim Conlon here from RCB Radio Sport Ireland. Uh, Tasha, you mentioned there about the the last time you met, it was only four rounds. This time around now, we're in a professional sort of environment, we're in a longer sort of fight. Does that really start to change the game plan in terms of strategy, in terms of those opening rounds to try and settle your way into the sort of fight? Because we know Katie Taylor is not the person you want to be hunting rounds back of or chasing down. So is it wise to take on a sort of a different strategic approach rather than the last time we met in terms of a longer sort of more cagey sort of a fight in terms of those opening rounds? I think, um, I just think pro boxing, is different anyway than obviously the, the longer rounds mean you, you know you're not chasing the points so it, it, sometimes in amateur if you're you know 
two points down, three or five points down after the second round, you chasing that for two rounds leaves you more vulnerable. If you're two rounds down in professional boxing, you've got another eight rounds to catch it up. You know, so it's it's not it's not the same kind kind of like stress and pressure because you, you've got it feels like you've got more time to 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 get like I say catch it up. Uh, just one quick one more uh, for me, Tasha. To you, uh, do you think um, we see Katie in the ring? She never seems to get phased or sort of flustered. And would that be a big sort of onus for you? A big sort of psychological plus if you could maybe fluster her or unfaze her in the opening sort of rounds in terms of make her think on the spot? Um, obviously, yeah. Anytime you've, you can see, physically see, um, you, you always look trying to pick up on, on stuff on, on your opponents, you know, what, what they're going to do next or, you know, what shot hit or what 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 what, what reactions they've got to what shot you're throwing. And I think to, to be able to see physically see that you've hit it is obviously a... a a gold man for any boxer, but just because we, we don't, I wouldn't say that we, she's never been hurt or, or she she hides it well. Is, is what I will say is that you know she's been in this game for so long and she's such a a, a boxing IQ is so there that she she masks it well. I don't think that she hasn't not been hurt, and I, I do think she has been flustered. I do think she's been. It's just that. Either commentary doesn't pick up on it, or we, we she maxes it that well that we don't see it. Best luck, Tasha. Cheers, thank you. Okay, we go to Sasha Jones next, please. Hi, Tasha. How are you? I'm good, thanks. You're all right. I'm good, thanks. And um, obviously, similar to the Terry Harper fight, you're going into this one as the underdog. How are you using that as motivation? Again, it's just you know. Uh, the worst thing you can tell me is that I, I'm, I'm like worse than me little girl. The worst thing you can tell me is that I can't do it because I'm going to prove to you that I can. Um, so, yeah, you know, people have been putting me in boxes and putting, you know, barriers up to what they say they believe that I can do, be, see. And, and for my whole life, I've been knocking them down and proving them wrong. So, you know, being the underdog for me is, is nothing new. Yeah, thank you. Good luck on Saturday. Cheers, thank you. Okay, we go to Gail next, please. Hi, Natasha. Are you all right? I'm good, how are you? I'm good, thanks. Um, I just wanted to ask about your last fight with Terry Harper. Um, there's a lot of talk on social media where a lot of people actually think that you did enough to take the win in that fight. Um, does that make you feel like um, you have to take the decision away for the judges next time around? Um, no, I, I just, I've just got to, it, it puts a, a thought in my mind that I have to win more convincingly. That it does put that in my mind. But what the judges do, like I said before, is quite not, I can't control that. So there's no point in stressing about it. And once the decision's made, it's not going to be unmade. So yeah. I can just only do what I can do. Um, and ho yeah, hopefully, hopefully they see what everybody else sees. Thanks a lot and best of luck on Saturday. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Gail. If we go to Carlos Toro next, please. Hi, Natasha. Thanks so much for taking time to talk to us. You know, when it comes to preparing for this fight, obviously for uh, for titles at lightweight compared to your last fight fighting for a title at super featherweight, how different do you feel physically now that you have those extra pounds 
to sort of work with compared to the Terry Harper fight? Do you feel better physically or how different do you feel in preparation for this fight compared to the last one? It's actually mad. I went for testing um, just before, well, not just before, like last week. Um, even though I'm heavier, I'm actually muscle mass leaner. Um, we fat, fat uh, percentage has dropped and is lower than Harper. So I feel physic like I do like people say all the time, you know, physically in the best shape of my life because you expect to be. Um, but I genuinely do feel like that. Uh, you know, I'm stronger. Um, me status saying that I'm better. Everything says that I'm better. Thank you, Natasha. Best of luck on Saturday. Cheers. Thank you. Okay, we'll go to Louis from Fight Post. Next, please. Oh, hi, Natasha. Um, so, this question's less about your fight on Saturday, more just about your career in general. Um, so, I was thinking, when it's all you know said and done, you're retired, how would you like to be remembered as a boxer and as a person? Um... As a game changer. Simple. Feel all handle, yeah. Brilliant. Thank you. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't elaborate on that anymore. But that's, that's it, yeah. It's a game changer and champion, that's it. Thank you. Cheers. Okay, have you got a Jesse with your hand up? If you want to ask you a question. If not, we'll move on. Okay, we've got Brett, if you want to ask your question, mate. Cheers, Dan. Hi, Tash. Thanks very much for giving us the time to speak to you. No problems. Um, it's just a quick one. You mentioned earlier that there's an aura around Katie Taylor that, that's actually made her seem uh, human-like and not an inv invincible, I think, as a lot of people have previously referred to. You, you're known as what we saw from the, part, uh, from the previous Terry Harper fight, that you bring so much pressure and you bring so much energy. Is there that element on Saturday and when we talk about this aura that Katie Taylor potentially won't like to have it put on her with that much pressure? Um... Potentially, I, I, I'm just uh, what I did for the Harper was prepare for every eventual eventuality and put the best version of me on show. And um, I do think the cut changed things a little bit because I had to be protective of the eye because I didn't want it to get any worse. So that that was a, that was something that I didn't account for that happened. And you've got to change as you do in boxing. There's always stuff that happens. Um, but for me. You know, sorry, I forgot the question. <laughs> Are you going to be able to put it on her on Saturday? Do you think she's going to do? Oh yeah, um, I, like I yeah, I'll just be putting my best foot forward and prepare for. I've prepared for every version that she can come with and the best version of everything that she can come with. So we'll see. All right, Tash. Thanks very much, and uh, good luck for Saturday. Nice one. Okay, we go to Steve from Boxing UK, please. Hi, Tasha, it's Steve from Boxing UK. You all right, Steve? Hello. Uh, Tasha, last time we spoke, you said this was the biggest fight of your pro career. Can you tell us exactly why? And can we expect another fight of the year contender? You can always expect a fight of the year contender when I'm in the ring. Steve, you're going to have to change it up before I start speaking. <laughs> you were all right last time. <laughs> yeah, I think, you know... I think it's just, we've just got styles that gel, and it's just going to be it's going to be fireworks. And the best version of me versus the best version of Katie, you know, what is there not to like? You know, what was the first part of your question as well, sorry? Yeah, you said to us last time that it was um, the big, biggest fight of your pro career. Um, why is that? It's just you know, I, I, 
kicked up a fuss and cried and spat me dummy out about not being able to have two belts. And now I've got the chance to box for four and be your undisputed lightweight champion. And, you know, if you can't get yourself up for nights like this, you're probably in the wrong spot. Absolutely. Best luck of the week, and Tasha. Take care. Nice one. Thanks, Steve. We go to Gavin next, please. Hi, Tasha. Uh, going back as far as Katie's professional debut, I think you did punditry for Sky that night. You were ringside and you were asked afterwards, would you fancy getting in with her again then? And you kind of laughed it off and jokingly said no. And I guess late, later in her career, uh, we saw Ava Wallstrom, another amateur rival of hers, fight, move up and wait, fight Katie, uh, perform well, but afterwards admit that she actually didn't really believe she would beat Katie. It was more a, a kind of a life experience for her to fight her as a pro and test herself against the best without that innate belief that she could actually beat her. Do you have that innate belief or is this a, a kind of a similar thing with Wallstrom? I don't mean it to be a disrespectful question, but is it about testing yourself or actually going in fully believing you would win? No, that, it is a good question. Genuinely, in the 2012 Olympics, I believe, like I said, she was the only person in the Olympics that could have beat me and I genuinely it's just unfortunate that it drew her so early and then we fought early. And I, I do think she was just the better boxer. And I, 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 she was the only one that I didn't want to want to draw because I did, deep down inside, knew, knew that she could beat me. Um, now, I think, we're, like I say, I keep saying it, we're two different boxers. And I think that means, you know, that, that puts us in good stead for a whole different version of me and a whole different version of Katie because I, I'm not in it for the you know the money the the i'm in it for the clout is in the belt but i'm not in it for anything like that but it, this this is this is intrinsic and i i genuinely believe i can win and i wouldn't say that otherwise thanks a million best of luck cheers thank you okay guys we've got uh three before just wait in the wait we've got one more so if do you want to ask your final question please Did you you said Marshall Brown? No, Donut. Can you hear me? Oh right? yeah. Hey, what's up? Sorry, I didn't hear the uh, the call. Yeah. Um, Natasha, first off, thank you for for taking the time to talk. Uh, what I notice when I look at the coverage and the way that people talk about boxing versus um, for example, mixed martial arts. You had these two huge title fights over the weekend over in MMA, and the entire discussion beforehand is about uh, strategy. It's about um, you know who's got the the better kicks who's got the better wrestling whereas with with women's boxing it appears that there's always some element of historical significance it always seems like something is happening for the the women's sport in in women's boxing what do you think that promoters need to do to make it more uh just a, a part of of everyday discussion of the sport uh women's fights um, I think, like I said before, we are moving in the right direction when people are saying, why aren't you topping the bill? As opposed to, you know, so many years ago saying, why are women boxing? It shows that we, we've come a long way and, and people, like I say, are entertained by boxing at its highest level. And we are, we're the, the big driving force in that, we as the athletes. Um, you know, I think getting out on the big shows, I think, you know, the getting being visible to everybody men women you know we're 50% of the uh, of the 
of population, but we're not 50% of the boxing audience. So, so we need to appeal. We need to get out there and, and be appealing to everybody. And, and you know, yeah, just being visible. Uh, the brand power that, you know, certain promoters and, and, and the media have, you need to get in supporters and, and, and just, be, just be fair, you know. We, we, we go on a lot, but, it, you know, it, it's not fair. I have to get across. Okay, Tasha, really appreciate your time. Uh, 